how to repel young families from your church in three easy steps coming up on the Better Sundays podcast. Welcome to the Better Sundays podcast, focused, practical, and usable advice for church leaders looking to reach new young families and impact their community. Greetings, greetings, greetings. This is Mike Holmes here at the Better Sundays podcast, joining you here from our studio in Sinclair, Wyoming. So glad that you're here. Today we're talking about how to repel people from your church. You know, we've been talking about how to reach young families for a long time. I thought I would probably just swing the whole thing the other direction and go the other way and talk about how to keep young families from coming to your church. And I got three easy steps for you here. So I'm going to give you a little bit of sarcasm here today, a little bit out of my normal way of doing it. But anyway, welcome. Good to have you here. If you've not met me, I'm Mike Holmes. I'm the founding pastor here at the Sinclair Baptist Church in Sinclair, Wyoming. Uh, We're an independent Baptist church uh, reaching out to our entire community here in Carbon County. And uh, we're very excited about how God is doing great things. In fact, this morning, uh, I was like the old oldest or second oldest person in the entire service. Almost everybody in the service were young families with young kids. And it was a uh, uh, just a great day during our second service. Our first service, we had some older folks who were there, uh, but we had an awesome second service. And uh, we have a great ministry going on here. And uh, you can come visit us anytime if you're swinging through Wyoming. Anyway, welcome to the Better Sundays podcast. This is where we take some time to give you some practical, usable things that will help you every week. And so what I'm giving you you today are three really practical ways to keep families from coming to your church. I'm going to kind of give you all the the tips at the end. I want to give you a little bit of statistics here at the beginning. If you're watching this on our YouTube channel, which we've been broadcasting some of these onto our YouTube uh, channel and getting a lot of likes and a lot of comments, and we really appreciate it. If you would take time to, you know, smash the old like button, we appreciate that. If you're not a subscriber, you can do that, and then you get a little kind of notification every time that uh, we're on. Basically, we're coming up every week. Uh, on our YouTube channel. We're also teaching right now a bunch of stuff on Sunday school teachers, uh, how to be an effective Sunday school teacher. Uh, So join us there uh, on our YouTube channel and take a look at some of that. It's just the word reach, keep, and you type that in on your YouTube and you'll you'll find us very easily. So anyway, let's just jump right into a couple statistics here. Um, I did a little research. You can research this too. Your community might be different. For those of you that are in Canada or outside of North America, the statistics would be different. Um, you can look those up and find those for you. Um, but what I have found is a couple things that I want to talk about, and these are trends. And I'm going to talk about some trends that are going on now. And I know that for every trend, there is a story that's the opposite of the trend. And so when I give you these tips at the end on how to repel people from your church, you're going to say, well, we have a young family that doesn't do that, and they make it. And I, and I know that, and, and we do too. But I'm talking about as we reach out to young families, as we try to reach a community. And I'm talking about new people. I'm not talking about church people that have kind of grew up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, and they know that they're supposed to be in church every Sunday, and they have a habit already, and they have a kind of a societal social system of relatives and friends that already go to church. I'm talking about new people that just don't ever ever really come to church. Sunday is a day off for them, or they don't even think about it. They're probably working on Sundays in many cases. But there are so many people like that, and that's what we want to do is help you reach those 
new young families. And Better Sunday's podcast is dedicated to that, as well as the entire uh, Reach Keep uh, ecosystem that we have, all, all the different things that we uh, do. We have all sorts of training, and a, we have a big uh, uh, training event coming up in September that you'll not want to miss a conference. Uh, but anyway, let me give you a couple statistics here. In 1960, approximately, uh, 25%, okay, of families in America were what we were called dual-income families, where mom and dad worked. So only 25%. In the last big time this survey was done was in 2010. Okay, so this is, you know, even 10 years old. It's probably more dramatic than this. 60% now of families in America are dual-income families. Now, that makes a difference, and I'm going to go through a couple other things when we talk about how to repel people from your church. These statistics, these trends are going to be what help us kind of understand some things. In uh, 1960, they, the dad, the only dad that worked, okay, okay, about 70% of, of, of families were the dad, kind of the dad only thing. Now it's less than 30%. In fact, I found one set of statistics that said this, that parent, parents with married kids and dad only is working is 7%. 7% of the American workforce is a just a dad working now these are all dramatic changes which mean a lot of different things we take this and we couple this with the fact that uh, the 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 highest uh, thing going on now uh that it is the and i don't have the stats on this because it was really kind of confusing there's a lot of different stats but nowadays the commute to work excuse me the commute to work is the longest commute ever in other words people are spending more time driving in their cars getting to their workplace uh, than ever before so we have that we also have another statistic, uh, and I won't get into all these, that deals with the idea of the trans, uh, the, the word, uh, I forget what it's called, but uh, where, where families are moving all over the trans, uh, you'll, you'll think of the word, okay, uh, but they, they are, they're not. They live here, and like some people live in Los Angeles, and the family lives in North Carolina, and mom and dad live in Detroit, and they're transient. That's it. Okay, everyone's moving around. I don't know about you, but our community is tremendously transient. We're an oil field community, so people come in and work for a while, then they leave. Today, we lost one of our best uh, families. They, they uh, backed up, and they're leaving in the morning, and uh, they'll be gone. They're retiring. They've done all their time. They've worked at the refinery. They've done their thing, and now they're, they're, they're moving on. They're very transient. Okay, we have have very a lot of transient stuff going on now we take all of these things and we put these together and we have the family unit is not what it was in the 60s 70s 80s when a lot of us were trained in ministry techniques and so from all of that i want to give you some ways to repel people to get them to not come or not come back they'll come and visit but they won't stay very long because they know they don't kind of fit into into the system and I'll give you the very first one here. And this was the first one is make sure that your church services go late into the evening. And by late, if we're talking about young families, if we're talking about young moms and dads with little toddlers and, you know, nursery kids and even elementary age schools, anytime you move after 8 o'clock and you're out and about, okay, it is late. And if we want to keep families from coming to our churches, what we need to do is make sure at least more than half, maybe two-thirds of our services go till about 8.30 at night. 
Now, a lot of churches have Sunday night services. A lot of churches have, you know, midweek service of some sort. And if that can go really late, 8, 8 o'clock, 8.30, whatever, tell you what, man, you're going to keep those young families from coming. Now, I know that you probably have some that make it, all right? And I'm being a little sarcastic here, but I'm just, like, letting you know what a trend is. Mom and dad, okay, if they have to have their kids up late till 8.30 or whatever, and by the time they get home and get changed, that kid the next day is a mess, Okay, and he's a mess at the public school, he's a mess for the homeschooler, he's a mess for the mom, and sometimes it's just not worth it. Okay, they are not going to make it to a service. They're, they are going to watch on video. They are going to listen to something else if they're a dedicated Christian. But if they're a new young mom or dad, for them to be expected and for us to push for them to be at every service, and when at least more than half of our services go, uh, and, and most churches, more than half of their services go till uh, you know, late into the evening, okay, therein is a problem. We are going to be repelling some people from there. So uh, there, there's the first one. Let me give you the second one here. And this is just what we call long services. And this is where, you know, there's an, an extensive amount of announcements, an extensive amount of music, an extensive amount of, of special numbers and all that. And services are going, you know, you know, hour and a half or longer. That will repel young families. So keep those long services going, folks. Okay, that's what's going to do. And the reason why is because a new young family is not familiar with your nursery. They are not familiar with your Sunday school class. And their kids are not not familiar or prepared uh, to sit in a church service for a lengthy amount of time and to be still. And if you're, the kid is tearing the hymn book up and he's coloring, ripping things up or whatever, parents are embarrassed, they don't come back. In fact, most young parents, most young moms and dads don't like to take their kids out to restaurants after church on a Sunday because they don't want to be embarrassed in front of a group that they don't want to be embarrassed in front of. In other words, kind of the Sunday afternoon restaurant crowd. So they don't like to do that. So uh, they're in. You can think some of your planning through some of that. There's a lot of different ways to do that. So longer services uh, uh, make it, you know, tough on kids. They are not, in fact, this morning. I was at our church, and I was not preaching today. Uh, I was kind of security guy, and I'm kind of in and out of the service. We have two services, so I caught one and kind of in and out of the second one, you know, counting people and checking with the nursery and checking all the different things that we do for security and, and some of that. And I noticed a young mom that came back to our nursery, and we have these huge windows so you can kind of peek in and see. And she came back at least four times to, pe to peek on her infant, okay? And that baby's probably about eight months old. Uh, came to peek and see how her baby was doing in the nursery. Now we have three nursery workers. They were holding the babies. They were doing stuff. They had all sorts of, you know, fun stuff they were doing. And I talked to her. I said, how's she doing now? She goes, well, she was fussing a little bit ago, but now she's doing okay. And I was like, all right, that's good. And, and eventually there'll be that trust. But a new young family does not have the trust. They don't know the people in the nursery. They don't know the people in the Sunday school. And the longer the service, the more the anxiety level gets up. You want to repel young families, just keep on preaching longer, 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 longer. Now, I'm not saying that to say that we don't need to, you know, not thoroughly deal with the Word of God or have good services with lots of music, but there can be some breaks and there can be some changes and there might be some adaptations that you might need to make. But if you want to keep repelling them, again, start those your Sunday night services at 7 or 7.30. I was at a church not too long ago. 7.30 is when they start their evening service and they wonder why they don't have any children. They don't have any young families because the pastor is always talking about make sure you're here at the Sunday night service and 
they don't come. The young families don't come because it's too late, uh, too late for the kids. So make sure you keep those services, you know, going late into the evening. Make sure you keep those services. I know some of you are like cracking up because I don't ever talk this way, but I'm being, I'm just being fun here, okay? We're just having a good time. Make sure you keep those sermons long, 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 okay? All right, let me give you the last one. <clears throat> and this one, same kind of concept, has to do with all this trend. And this is make sure that you got lots of stuff and you keep them super busy all week long. Make sure that they are busy, 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 and have something for every night of the week if you can possibly uh, work that in. Now, let me just say something here. Uh, things are different today. And again, we have double families working, and here you have two families working. So those shifts are not always the eight to five kind of stuff. Lots of them go into the evening. Lots of them are working the swings, whatever. Uh, you know, out here where we're at, it's all 12 on, 12 off. That's sort of the normal shift for uh, oil field type work. Um, we also have a penitentiary here. It's a 12 on, 12 off. And when you have evening services, you keep all that stuff going. I'm telling you, it's busy, busy, busy. Man, keep those people so busy that they're just absolutely fatigued. Okay? There's also school stuff going on here. People got the double jobs. And then we have an unusual situation in America today. I was talking to a pastor about this the other day. And, and this is something that was a lot different years ago. Uh, but it's, but it is, it's what happens now. We have some people that are legally required not to come to church. Okay, let me say something. They are legally required not to come to church because every Sunday they have a custody switch with their children. And they have to drive four hours down to the big city uh, where, the, where the spouse lives. They got to swap the kids and then they got to for the weekend and then they got to bring them back, especially in the summer all sorts of traveling back and forth that is legally and court required that they have to do that. Now, I'm sure they could probably work around and make it a, for a service here and there, but you know what I'm talking about. Folks, you want to keep people so busy, you want to keep them so tired, and you want to keep them around, you know, super late at night, and that's going to keep those young families away. And you don't have to worry about kids tearing your hymn books. You won't have to worry about Kool-Aid on your carpet. You won't have to worry about people, you know, crying or kids crying during the service and interrupting your preaching. You won't have to worry about all of that. Well, let me say with all of this, okay, as I had a professor in college, he would always speak a little sarcastic like this, and then he would say, as Paul said, I speak as a fool. And let me say something. I want young families in my church, and you do too. And all, we don't have to compromise any doctrine. All we have to do is change some service times and, and adapt a few things and have some, some different expectations. There's so many things that we can do. And I want to encourage you as a pastor, as a church leader, wherever you're at, to think about some of these scheduling things, to think about some of this stuff and figure out ways to adapt and to change things that, 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 will, that will work. And those are, they're not compromised things. I'll tell you what we do. We have one of the things that we do is we sing three or four songs, and instead of having like the you know just the handshaking time with one, you know one half of a verse, we have in the middle of our service, and our services can go pretty long too. I'm a preacher. Our new pastor, Pastor Josh, he can, he can preach a long time. We can all preach. We, we love to do that. We take a longer break. We do a couple of songs. We play through a couple of songs on the piano or hit the canned music, however you want to do it, and let people go take their kids to Sunday school. Go check on your kid in the nursery. Go get a, a drink of water. Go get a cup of coffee. Say hi to a friend. And then we come back and the sermon starts and you hit it going full tilt. All it is is a schedule change. It's a different way of doing it and it takes care of some 
some of that anxiety with young families. And if you're going to reach new young families, we're going to have to make some changes. Don't change your Bible. Don't have to change your music. Don't have to change your doctrine. You don't have to do that. But there might be some tweaks that need to happen. So anyway, we want to give you practical stuff here at the Better Sundays podcast and on this YouTube channel. So if you want to learn how to repel uh, young families from your church in three easy steps, just kind of go back and take a few notes and uh, you'll have it all figured out. If you're doing some of those things, I want to urge you to change. I want to urge you to get involved in our academy, the Reach Keep Academy, where we teach and we train pastors and we talk with you and we counsel and we coach with you and help you to figure out how to avoid some of those things. So anyway, this is Mike here. Appreciate those of you that have hit that like button if this is something that's good for you you can hit a share and send it to somewhere else as well and make sure you're a subscriber whether it's on you know you uh the youtube subscription or on our uh the podcast catcher whatever you're listening to so uh, for those of us here in sinclair wyoming we wish you the best we trust that you are serving the lord with gladness and that you'll be entering into his gates with thanksgiving god bless and we'll see you next week All right, I hope that was helpful for you. And we've got some more helpful stuff coming too. On September 2nd and 3rd, we're having our Back to Church conference. This is a virtual conference that you can attend from anywhere in the world. We are so excited about having people be able to join us and not have to drive and come all all the way out here to Wyoming. We've done many conferences before. This one's going to be our first virtual conference, but it's going to be a great time. We have some tremendous sessions plan that are going to give you kind of step-by-step processes on how to get your folks back to church and how to reach some of those new people in the community that need to come back to church. You know, within just a mile or two of your church, there are all sorts of people that need the Lord. I mean, they're just, they're going through divorce. They're going through losing their kids. They don't know what's going on in their life and they have all sorts of problems. We're going to help you reach those new young families. So stay tuned. We will give you the registration information around the 1st of August is when that will come out. And we will plan on having you uh, be with us here for our Back to Church conference. So very excited about it. I'll give you details about it uh, in some upcoming podcasts. And, and some of our YouTube videos. But for right now, uh, just mark it on your calendar, the second and third. And we've got a virtual stuff for you, a lot of great stuff, some Zoom classes we're going to be doing together and uh, just fired up about it. So uh, we are here for you to help create flourishing churches. And that's what we're wanting to do. So join us here in September and we'll see you then. God bless.